Hi, this is David. Welcome to episode 15 of Upward Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible and theology. This episode focuses on learning some of the content and message of the books of 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians. In these epistles, Paul talks about the faith, hope, and love of the Thessalonians and how he wants them to grow even more in faith and more in love. Paul talks of the, of the hope of the resurrection from the dead and the second coming of Christ. Of the 21 epistles in the New Testament, 13 are written by Paul, and 8 are general epistles. Paul's epistles from Romans to 2 Thessalonians are Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, and 2 Thessalonians. Unless otherwise noted, all scripture quotations for this episode are taken from the World English Bible, the Orthodox Version, because the World English Bible is in the public domain. Let's get started. 1 Thessalonians is five chapters long. The author of 1 Thessalonians is Paul, but he includes in the greetings Silvanus and Timothy, who are two of his co-workers in Christ. Further, Paul uses the pronoun us frequently in this epistle, apparently including Salvanus and Timothy, but at points Paul speaks alone. Paul refers to the Thessalonians as being in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Christians believe there is one God consisting of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. However, typically Paul mentions God the Father and God the Son in his greetings and does not mention the Holy Spirit in the greetings. However, later in verse 5, he refers to the Holy Spirit. Paul then gives, gives thanks to for the Thessalonians and uses the plural pronoun, us, which would in, indicate Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy. These three are giving thanks for how God has been working among the Thessalonians. All three pray for the Thessalonians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy remember the following about the Thessalonians. 1. Their work of faith. 2. Their labor of love. And 3. Their perseverance of hope. Their work is based on their faith in God. Their labor is based on their love of God. And their perseverance is based on the Christian hope. That hope is in Jesus Christ and is in the sight of God the Father. Paul recalls that the good news he preached to the Thessalonians included God's power, the working of the Holy Spirit, and also Paul preached with full assurance. The Thessalonians became followers of the Lord Jesus Christ despite affliction, which included persecution, and with their affliction they had the joy of the Holy Spirit. The Thessalonians were sharing with others their faith in God. The Thessalonians turned from idols and turned to serving the living and true God. The Thessalonians were waiting for the second coming of Christ. God raised Jesus from the dead, and it is through Jesus that we are delivered from the wrath to come. Paul, in preaching to the Thessalonians, was met with opposition from others. In Philippi, despite being mistreated, Paul boldly spoke to the Thessalonian people 
uh, God's good news uh, during much conflict. Paul then indicates ways in which he did not preach the gospel. Sometimes people may oppose us in sharing God's good news. When that occurs, we need to seek God's help in speaking God's truth with boldness. Here, Paul indicates ways in which he did not come to them preaching to them. Uh, Paul did not preach with air. Paul did not preach with uncleanness. He lived in a, a clean lifestyle. Paul did not preach with deceit. Paul did not preach with flattery. Paul did not preach with a covetous heart. He was not looking to make money from his preaching. Paul did not preach seeking the praise of others. How then did Paul preach to the Thessalonians? One, Paul preached with gentleness. Two, Paul preached with love for them. Paul behaved in a holy manner that was pleasing to God. Paul behaved righteously. Paul behaved blamelessly. Paul then expresses his desire to see the Thessalonians again. Since Paul could not come when he was in Athens, Paul sent Timothy to the Thessalonians. Paul calls Timothy, one, our brother, two, God's servant in the good news, and three, Paul's fellow worker in the good news of Jesus Christ. Paul sent Timothy with a mission. That mission was to do the following for the Thessalonians. One, establish them in their faith. This means to make them stable or fixed in their faith. This would include teaching them more about what Christians believe and how to stay true to God. And second of all, Timothy was to encourage the Thessalonians in their faith. The Thessalonians needed established because, because Paul knew it was not easy for them to follow Christ because of afflictions and persecutions. Paul had forewarned them that they would be afflicted by others because of their faith in God. Paul was afraid without the establishing ministry of Timothy, these disciples of Christ would fall away and Paul's labor among them would be in vain. There are those who falsely teach that born-again Christians will make it to heaven even if they live a life of sin. That is false doctrine. This verse shows Paul's concern that these born-again Christians might turn away from following Christ. That is why he was concerned that they would be established as Christians. If they were to still made it to heaven regardless of turning away from Christ, then Paul's work wouldn't have been in vain. But he says it could have been in vain if they would have turned away from Christ. Then Paul recalls the good news he got from Timothy that the Thessalonians were staying true to God in Christ. Timothy brought Paul the good news about the Thessalonians' faith and love and that they remembered Paul and desired to see him. Paul is praying that he can see the Thessalonians again and complete what was lacking in their faith. Paul wants them to increase in love to one another and to all. Paul says this would make it possible for God to establish their hearts blameless in holiness at the second coming of Christ. Christ will return to earth with his saints, that is, referring to the holy angels. Paul warns the Thessalonians of the sin of sexual immorality, which would include adultery. Paul warns that the Lord Jesus Christ would bring judgment upon those who commit sexual sins. Again, there's no exception for believers. 
It is God's will that they abstain from sexual immorality. This means we need to control our passions and lust. Today our culture seems to say if you have a desire, then you should act on that desire. And there is absolutely no discernment in the world based on God's word, whether that is a good desire or a bad desire. Avoiding the uncleanness of sexual immorality is a part of God's calling to be clean and holy. All Christians are to be morally clean and holy. Those who reject this reject God who has given us his Holy Spirit. Christians don't give in to every desire they have. Some desires are temptations to do things God forbids, and Christians should not yield to such desires, but rather pray to God to remove these unchristian desires and temptations we may have. Christians are to love one another. Christians are also to live a quiet life and mind their own business. Christians are to work. Christians are not to live like unbelievers when the unbelievers live in sin. Paul then addresses the Thessalonians uh, regarding their concerns about Christians who have died before the second coming of Christ. Paul assures these Christians that at the time of the second coming of Christ, that those dead in Christ will be raised from the dead, and those Christians living at the time of the second coming will be taken up to heaven to also be with Christ. At the second coming, the Lord Jesus himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with God's trumpet. God will first raise dead Christians, then those alive at the time of the second coming will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and then all Christians will be with the Lord, both those who have died before the second coming and those that are taken up into heaven at the time of the second coming. The Thessalonians are to comfort each other with these words. Paul then says the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. That means that people who do not believe in God or who are living inconsistent with how a Christian is to live and who are not looking for Christ to come will be taken by surprise. Their peace will become sudden destruction. The main cause of not being ready is those who live in darkness rather than the light. Christians are thus to watch and be sober. How do Christians stay alert and ready? They do so by living holy lives. This is what it means to walk in the light rather than in the darkness. Also, the Christian stays alert by putting on God's armor. This armor includes faith, love, and the hope of salvation. In the last portion of the book of 1 Thessalonians, Paul gives exhortations to the Thessalonians. These exhortations include that Christians are to respect and honor those who labor for Christ among them and are over them in the Lord and who admonish them. Christians are to warn those who are disorderly. This means Christians um, are to warn those who are lazy and who do do not work. They just want handouts. Christians are to encourage the faint-hearted. Christians are to support the weak. Christians are to be patient with all. Christians are not to return evil for evil. Christians are to follow what is good for others. Christians are to rejoice always. Christians are to pray without ceasing. Christians are to give thanks in everything. Christians are not to quench the spirit. Christians are not to despise prophecies. Christians are to test all things. 
Christians are to hold firmly to what is good. Christians are to abstain from every form of evil. Paul prays that God will sanctify them completely. Paul prays that these Christians will be blameless at the coming of Jesus Christ. Paul trusts in God's faithfulness to bring this to pass. Paul asks the Thessalonians to pray for him. Paul charges that this epistle be read to all the holy brothers. Paul ends with saying, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 28. After 1 Thessalonians is the book of 2 Thessalonians, which is three chapters long. 2 Thessalonians again is from Paul, but Paul includes Silvanus and Timothy in the greetings to the Thessalonians. Paul refers to the church as being in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul gives thanks to God the Father because their faith was growing exceedingly. The love between the Christians was abounding. This is exactly what Paul was praying for in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 12, which says, May the Lord make you to increase and abound in love toward one another and toward all men, even as we also do toward you. The Thessalonians also had patience and faith despite being persecuted and suffering afflictions. They were enduring despite this. They were suffering for the kingdom of God. Paul says God will repay those who are troubling them. Paul indicates God's judgment that will come upon the non-believers at the time of the second coming of Christ. At the second coming, God will repay affliction on those who do not obey God and on those who do not obey the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. These people will be punished, one from the face of the Lord and secondly from the glory of Christ's might. On the day of Christ's second coming, Christ will be admired by all those who believe in him. It is important to continually stay right with God. Only those right with God will be looking and expecting Christ's return. It will be a good day for those right with God. It will be a horribly bad day for those not right with God. They will face and endure eternal punishment. Paul prays that God will, one, count the Thessalonians worthy of God's calling, two, fulfill with them them every desire of goodness and the work of faith with power, and three, that the name of the Lord Jesus will be glorified in the Thessalonians. Paul refutes those who have taught that the second coming had already come. Paul tells them the second coming will not occur until after there is a falling away and the man of sin is revealed. The man of sin is described in the following ways. First of all, man of sin. Two, a son of perdition. That means he is characterized by destruction. He's an opposer of God. He exalts himself above God. His source of power is from Satan to work signs, powers, and lying wonders. And he will be a deceiver. Paul chose the Thessalonians for th salvation. Salvation is through sanctification of the Spirit. Salvation is through faith in the truth. To stand firm, the Thessalonians must stand fast in the teachings of Paul and the traditions he taught, whether by word or by epistle. Paul prays that God will comfort their hearts. He prays that God will establish them in every good work. 
he prays that God will establish them in every good word. Paul then asks the Thessalonians to pray for him. Paul has the following two prayer requests from the Thessalonians. First of all, Paul wants prayer that the word of the Lord will spread rapidly and be glorified as it was with the Thessalonians. Secondly, Paul wants the Thessalonians to pray that Paul, Timothy, and Silvanus will be delivered from unreasonable, wicked men who have no faith. Paul affirms that the Lord is faithful and will establish them and guard them from the evil one. Paul prays for the Thessalonians that God will, one, direct their hearts into the love of God, and two, that God will direct their hearts into the perseverance of Christ. Paul commands the Thessalonians to not have fellowship with other Christians who are rebellious and not a living according to the tradition which Paul gave them. This is referring to Paul's teaching. Paul was not rebellious and did not depend on others for his material needs. He worked for free. Those who did not work, who, who, who are not working, Paul says, don't let those people eat. In other words, don't give them handouts. By rebellious people, Paul means people not working and people who are busybodies. The remedy for this is to work in quietness and eat one's own bread. Christians are not to grow weary in doing what is right. Paul tells the Thessalonians not to have company with those who disobey this epistle. The goal is so that that Christian will be ashamed. But these Christians in Thessalonians are not to count this other Christian as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Paul ends the epistle with these words. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and all ways. The Lord be with you all. The greeting of me, Paul, with my own hand, which is the sign in every letter, this is how I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. In review, the first 14 books of the New Testament in order are Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, and 2 Thessalonians. I encourage you this week to review the Old Testament books in order and learn the New Testament books in order from Matthew through 2 Thessalonians. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. Check out the website at UpwardJourneyBibleStudy.com where you can learn more about this podcast and other resources for spiritual growth. Always remember to keep God first in your life. Bye for now.